Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. Today's lesson is an advanced tarot secrets lesson. So if you don't have that book, it may be a little confusing. This is a private study group that I hold with my course students. And I wanted you to get a chance to sit in and listen and learn from what we do here. Now, today we started something new with an exercise or a game where we examine a situation from a card perspective. And it'll all make sense won't we, once we get into it, but it's based off of cards in position. So I hope you enjoy this, and if you have any questions, get on the forums. Um, and remember that this is brought to you by the new EasyTarotLessons.com website. We have a whole new site coming up for you. It's got games and tests and live trainings and audio trainings and videos. So if you're not getting all of that stuff free, you need to sign up for our mailing list. It's free. So I hope that won't uh, stop you. Go to EasyTarotLessons.com. Give us your email address. We won't spam you, but we will send you notices of here's the lessons and then after that it's really up to you but we'd like you to learn we're doing it so much we're giving it away all right thanks for being here basically we were just as a as a way to help understand cp3 right we were going through some a couple of uh, spreads just built that we built and saying seriously what's their cp3 like what's the root of all of this like how does it all tie together and now it's become a thing in conversation where if something's going on, we kind of pull a card but say, but what's the CP3, right? So what's the root of it all? It's been fun. It's been fun. Can you explain it to Sarah and Ish? And then I'll sit back and watch because I want to, I want to, I want to see you guys try it out. Oh, sure. Um, really what we did was we just actually how it came to be was um, interviewing my deck because my deck and I weren't exactly being besties. <laughs> I had to have a communication with this deck, right? It just wasn't happening for me. And um, was saying, I wonder what's at the root of this issue. And of course, the card that came up in CP3 was um, kind of unclear to me. And I thought, well, what can that mean? It didn't, you know, and how did it relate to everything else in the spread? So Jay and I would either come up with situations or had situations that had come up. And the question was, I wonder what the CP3 is and how that would affect everything else in the spread. So um, we just came up with, and like he had had some past clients or what have you and said, oh, this situation came up. I wonder what the CP3 was when we weren't doing a, he hadn't done a Celtic cross or I hadn't done a Celtic cross at that point. But does that make sense? So we just had a situation and wondered what could have been the root influence where all these other things would come up. Oh yeah, no, it's, it to makes total sense to me. Oh, absolutely, it sounds like fun. Do you mind if we give it a try? Go for it. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you start out with a situation and then um, I think Sarah and uh, Ish can uh, try different CP3s and then I'll just pop in every time I really need to throw something in. Matter of fact, let me get Teresa here. Um, so are we making up the situations, or are these, like, actual situations and I should actually have a little space to pull out cards and do a spread? Oh, I think we can make up, we made up situations. 
mean, that gave us a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Sounds good. So I've got, see, now I've got manifestation on the mind. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's why you should, because I like to say, why, uh, why read the future when you can write it instead? Oh, yeah. It's that uh, thing that Napoleon Hill says, uh, willing instead of wishing. <laughs> I fell in love with that phrase. I'm going to tattoo it. <laughs> Okay, so give me a situation, um, Lorraine, and uh, we'll, we'll just have fun and we'll try it out. Okay, so in thinking about manifestation, I'm wondering why is it that I can't or have not yet manifested my new home? Okay, um, I want to try first. So basically shuffling and cutting a card or pulling a card for card position three, right? Yeah. So now, again, in practice, we always want to make sure that we're practicing as if we are, you know, as if there's money on the table, as if we, you know, we're, or want a job interview. <laughs> we really want to make sure we get this job reading for people. So it makes it more fun. It makes it more challenging. And it also helps us develop the actual skills that we're going to need. If we're slothful in our practice, then we're really just hurting ourselves. Okay, so uh, can you can can you rephrase the question, please, or can you restate the question? You don't have to rephrase it. Sorry. Yes. Um, why? I, I believe I said why am I not able to manifest my new home? Ah, I got it. Okay, in this position, I've got six of coins, and what jumps out at me is that you're like, um, uh, um, and I don't know if you're the guy with the lottery ticket or the guy with the bandage on his head, bandaid on his head, but it seems to me that this card in this position, based on this imaginary question and blah, 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 is that coming at it from the wrong, wrong, um, Attitude. Remember what I talked about in manifestation class when I said God hates beggars. Yes. Faith demands. The whole point of faith is you get up in the old guy's face. You got to do the whole monotheistic thing and say, hey, I'm stating my belief by stating expectation. Because if I come in going, I don't know, you know, maybe you will, maybe you won't. It's like, why even bother asking? You know, oh, please, 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 please. No, that's not faith that's anti-faith so there you go so exa for example that would be my answer um sarah it's pick on lorene days <laughs> okay i got just the perfect card for that yay um, so i got judgment and um <laughs> <laughs> not a judgment going on here about yeah. lorene <laughs> Um, what I was thinking when I looked at it, though, is sort of um, like the impression I get is that where whatever you want has to be something that is going to be like a life upgrade or a real improvement. And so that's such a preoccupation um, with you that it's coloring, you know, your decisions, which if you haven't been able to find a house yet, then I would think that maybe it's describing your um, exacting standards. Like that. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool too. Ish, what about you? 
So I have the three of wands, and what jumps out to me um, for this situation is that uh, the man has clearly done some action. He has, you know, some balls rolling. It's not the two of wands. It's not just all thought. But I don't think there is enough action. He's kind of waiting for these ships as opposed to actively getting the next lot of ships ready. Uh, so my what I'm getting is that um, there it requires more action on your part. Um, whatever you have done and sent out is not enough. I don't know, Lorraine. Now, do you feel anybody, and again, nobody can speak to their cards or somebody's spread except for themselves because we have this interaction or this relationship with their cards, but do you feel that anybody was completely off with their interpretation of their card in, in that position based on your situation? No, I don't think anybody was completely off. Um, interestingly, I pulled the Hierophant. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what you got. Uh, and it, to me, it just speaks to, um, I, I frequently like to say it's time to resign as director of the universe. I think you were talking a little bit about micromanaging the universe, and I certainly have had a point where I thought I would be really good at that, and I'm not. <laughs> and so when I saw it, I thought, oh, this is interesting, because it was all about how it would have to happen. The way that things, by tradition, in the past, have happened, therefore, that's the same way it would have to happen again, mm. right? So there couldn't be any um, creativity or allowing um, anything outside of this into my experience, which I think is also the only thing I could think of to allow. I loved the six of coins because I thought immediately, oh, wishing upon a star, right? So it's I'll win the lottery. And that would be the only thing that would be acceptable outside of tradition. So I think they were very much, I mean, all of them actually were. Let me ask you, Ish, what card did you get again? Three of Wands. Notice how everybody got an authority card. Uh, I mean, judgment, super authoritarian. <laughs> you go here, you go there. Um, uh, six of Coins, you know, I'm standing above you. And not only that, I've got scales and then... Um, Hierophant and the, and the and the foreman, you know, the uh, three of wands. It was just kind of funny that all of these cards are very strongly authoritarian in a patriarchal kind of metaphorical way. Yeah. Okay, uh, Sarah, your turn. Let's let's try this again. Let's um, let's do the what's the CP three, please, and just give us a situation, and we'll pick on it. Um, okay. Uh, I am trying to sell my art, but I have no idea how to approach it. And so there's not a lot of progress being made at the moment. So what's the CP3 with that? So, Lorena, I'll let you start, if you don't mind. What's behind all that? Oh, I get the hanged man. Time to see things from a new perspective is what immediately comes to mind. Um time to turn things topsy-turvy. I feel a lot of artists sometimes feel like they starve for their, um, their well, craft. Well, we've got to ask her, like, specifically to Sarah, how does this show what the foundation of this is? What's what's causing all this? Um, were you referring to me, or...? I'm sorry. I was telling Lorene about oh, sorry. Sarah's, <laughs> Sarah's position. Yes. Sarah's CP3, to me, it says that um that there's been a 
traditional viewpoint. She hasn't seen things from a different perspective that, that perhaps as an artist, her foundational belief is that she must suffer for her art. Um, a lot of artists don't make a lot of money or they don't put themselves out there and ask for the money for their art. So that's what I received. Okay. Sarah, um, your turn. Let uh, card, pull a card and see what you get. Um, okay, so I pulled a card and I got the world reversed. And so what I see with that is um, an unwillingness or for whatever reason to, um, to put yourself out there um, and be exposed for, you know, public scrutiny. So I would see that as being a root cause in this case. People, you know, you don't, you don't want to be completely naked in front of everyone. And like with art, you kind of do that. So um, yeah, good point. Yeah, I kind of I think that that's what's going on there, that there's like some sort of blockage holding, you know, in the root of the psyche there to, to just not want to, to come out of the closet, so to speak. Very cool. Ish, what do you think? So I have the uh, Six of Swords reversed. And um, if it was upright, I would think in card position three, it would say uh, the foundation of you know, the personality or how you think is um, to quit or to leave or, you know, to change what you're doing. Uh, given that it's reversed, I would say um, that you have a, um, you have been taught to or the way you think is you can't change course. You kind of have to stick with whatever you're doing, whether it's working or not. Um, and that's kind of influencing your decision. So maybe, maybe it'll be worth um exploring slightly different avenue maybe a slightly different kind of art or subject or obviously we don't have a whole spread in front of us but uh, but that's what i'm getting is everything is being influenced by the fact that your mindset is there and you can't change you can't quit you can't you know very cool um sarah i got the whole um um kind of hero sidekick kind of thing okay two cards came out the dominant or Batman one was um, Wheel of Fortune reversed, and uh, it just what struck me was plain, simple, just in your face string of bad luck. As in, you don't have that groundswell of support, and things are going for you, and and that's. It seems like for you to get what you want, it, you would need um, kind of a push. I mean, it, it takes a lot to put the art down and it, it, uh, you know, to set it down on paper, to put it down on canvas, so to speak. Um, that's a lot of work creating art and to do more than sell a piece here or there, to create a movement. You really need a groundswell of support, uh, almost even metaphysically. You need you need something in the air to just spread the word because there's so many distractions and so many other things that people could be doing. And um, when something's popular, everybody wants to jump on it and buy it. Uh, but other than that, uh, nobody likes something new and different before, it's, before it catches their eye, before it becomes popular. Um, it, it's like when we tell somebody... Um, our, our ideas, a lot of times we get resistance because um, there's not that faith and belief. But if we're somebody popular and we go, 
I'm going to do this, then everybody wants to jump on it. So I felt like it wasn't so much that somebody or something is working against you as much as it's just you're, uh, you're in a vacuum or a void of, um, of support from, from the universe. And the, uh, the, the sidekick card, or like the Robin card, was um, also reversed. It was the, uh, the fool. What came to me there was fortune favors the bold. So, simply put, sucks to be you, and a lot of it is just that <laughs> you haven't gone out there and um, you know, flapped your wings and jumped off the cliff and gone, I'm going to fly, damn it, I'm going to fly, damn it, all the way to the ground, and then, just, like, miraculously at the last moment, you know, you, you actually start flying, and then, then people are like, yay, and then the wind currents take you. So, uh, this in this particular card, uh, it, it looked like you know, yay for what you did, and nobody gives a rat's ass, um, <laughs> and, including the gods, and that they're kind of waiting for you to to make that leap of faith before they go. Eh, okay, we'll we'll give her a cookie and and you know, <laughs> give her what is uh, like a tailwind. So nothing nothing really uh, revelatory, but uh, interesting that um, to. Two reversed uh, trump cards came up you know, together. And the world and the fool kind of like they, I don't know, they felt like they, it sounds like they speak in, in similar ways but differently. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Ish, you got a situation for us? Um, sure, we'll go with this since I can't think of anything else. Um, I have a hard time having people compensate me for tarot reading, even if it's just a cup of coffee. And I realize that's my personal mental block. <laughs> so I'm wondering what is uh, lying under it all. I... I know what I would put if I was creating the spread, but yes. Oh, yeah. I, well, I just, I'm going to go first because I, while you were talking, I pulled one up and I got the queen of coins and all I could think of was your, <laughs> your mother. Yes. I'm not going to say any more because you know exactly what I'm talking about. And she might be listening. So, hi, Mom. Or not Mom, but hi, Ken's future Mom. Hey, Sarah, quick. <laughs> Look, oh, a squirrel. Oh, hi. <laughs> Look what I found. Oh, um, so I got, <laughs> I got the reversed uh, Five of Wands. And what I'm thinking is that, you know, um, there's an aversion to to conflict, especially conflict that can't be controlled by you. And so um, I kind of get the impression that it's more of a peacekeeping measure, even though you really do want to ask for what you're, you're, you, you feel you deserve. Deep Very down. good. So I like this, by the way, anybody who's listening in, because we can get behind the situation. We can get into the root causes. And as you develop your skill... You can use your abilities as a like a psychic detective to kind of peek behind the veil and see how we got to this point. And even while we're at this point, what's nagging away at the inside, what's, what's just chewing away. And this has a direct bearing on not just what's going on and how we got here, but it will directly affect the outcome. In this particular case, let's say we did a full spread on this. No matter what the outcome card is, Ish has to confront this 
and overcome it or ignore it for as long as you can or another alternative and a very strong one is that she will process uh, card position six do what needs to be done she the outcome will be card position 10 but there will be like a ghost or a specter of this that will stain her victory or, or cause the defeat does that make sense ish yep that makes sense this doesn't have to be beaten this doesn't have to be overcome but unless it is it will uh, continue to fester and it will be part of the equation so we don't look at the cards as you know little vacuums or like oh here's ten little answers each card contributes uh, much like stone soup each card contributes its portion to the overall uh, the overall answer but as we get uh, more and more in depth uh, with the advanced tarot secrets we look at the patterns and the hidden spreads and uh, the card interactions and this is why we do all the exercises so we can see how the cards interact each, uh, with each other in a spread this is a powerful powerful revelatory spot in the Celtic cross card position three reveals a lot and with this knowledge we can do much more than give the pedestrian readings that we see so many people do uh, Loreen Yes. Let's pick on her. Let's see what we got. <laughs> oh, ish, my dear little friend. <laughs> I got the high priestess reversed. And I think, I know, I think at the foundation that you are not, um, don't have the confidence yet. You, you don't own that you are and desire to be the high priestess, that you have this gorgeous intuitive ability because you're such a uh, factual, scientific approach to life that that's kind of got you turned upside down. And she's named after a goddess, so that's kind of right? bizarre, right? <laughs> and she's really, really good. Yeah, I've, I've trained her personally, and I've heard the countless glowing testimonials from people who have had her services. And um, All right, so I'm going to throw something together. Let me see. So I'm going to uh, cut the deck, and I got, ooh, death reversed. So this is going to be about stagnation. So, not going anywhere, not going anywhere, not going anywhere. Oh, and the Nine of Cups reversed. I'm not getting my wish, and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so, years and years and years and years ago, I was doing really, really well, and I had tens of thousands of readings early hill psychic and I had private clients I had people calling me on the phone I worked for an agency my friends were always nagging me for readings I was really loving life and um, there was a transitionary period a transitionary period where um, the agency closed down because even though this particular one that we were working with uh, even though we were doing really well and we had some of the best psychics in the world the owner of the company well I can't really say too much about him but as I'm led to understand according to the ABC News magazine 2020 um, they say he was kind of uh, I'll say questionable 
And I will say that the manager was on TV and ratted us out because he's an idiot Taurus. And he's like, blah, 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 ha, 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 blah, 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 and on TV. And we were all, you know, when this came out, we were like, is that what you really think of us? You know, talk about a jerk boss. So the whole thing kind of collapsed. We revolted and, and they moved on and everything. The, the, but the problem is that after that, I found myself walking around going, how the hell do I get a job? Because here's my resume. Uh, film industry, masseur, and professional psychic. I was turned down by McDonald's. Uh, I, I could not get a decent job to save my ass. So I, of course, I started my own business. Oh, I'll just start making candles and everything. And so... I was in a phase where, for the longest time, I was so out of sync of doing what I wanted to do, and I couldn't get my wish, Nine of Cups reversed, and I wasn't living my passion, and I, and I just couldn't get any traction at all. And so that was that death time, that big, you know, because sometimes the, um, the Trumps or the Major Arcanos really do. I mean, they don't want you to think that they always signify big, huge, galvanic things in life. But in this case, this was a, you are stuck here. You know, nail one foot to the floor. And, oh, was that other one moving? Nail that foot to the floor. It's like, okay, what are you going to do now? And pull as I could, I just couldn't get myself out. So, the question that I have for you, we'll start with you, Lorraine. We know the facts. We know the circumstances. What was at the root of my psyche? What was... What was keeping me from just escaping this? I was smart. I had talent. I could have done something. But I just kept spinning my wheels, um, coming up with ideas. But, but year after year after year, for like six, seven years, just nothing. Just just barely getting by. And, and I knew that there was something behind that. So just for fun, let's see what card comes up. And how would you approach that if I was your client? Well, just for fun, it seems like this gentleman wants to visit several times today. I received the Hierophant again, and and uh, I was going to say, in what I felt was what I felt was a complete mired in tradition, um, completely stuck in the tradition of the legacy of tradition, and and what the I really did hear the family brought to the table. So there was something there that was restricting you. Something that was restricting me. Try a little bit more. Give me a little bit more information on this. I know we're just, you know, we, we only have this one card. Everything else, the other cards don't really exist. But it gave you a lot of information so that you could tailor your information to my situation. Not just give me generic advice that we could get from a computer or any $5 special off the street. So I'm having a hard time getting around, um, to be honest with you, what it meant to me when I pulled this card the last in the last round. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Then, th that's okay. Okay. This is why we have practice. Put the card back in the deck. Pull a different card. Same question, same scenario. Maybe an alternate universe. <laughs> um, and we'll hit it again. Hit me again. Hit me again. I feel like I'm blackjack. <laughs> Give me another card. <laughs> <laughs> I want something else. Well, we're not shopping, but we're just like, 
we could do this and uh, when you guys are practicing I want you to uh, extend your practice to where you'll do it twice or with three cards same question same scenario but with a different card coming up you have the familiarity of the scenario but the different card forces you to find a different answer based on the card and, and what your instinct or intuition would tell you at that moment. That's really where you get maximum value. But anyway, for right now... Repeat repeat what was the question that you asked at the oh, end of the story. Um, oh, yeah. What uh, what was going on in the back of my skull? What was, what was preventing me from... Uh, because what happens is I ended up... Um, uh, with a with a dead end job painting addresses for a number of years, and and I'd, I'd get home every day, and it was it was making cash every day, but I'd get home every day going, God, this is nowhere near what I uh, want to do. Um, people look at me, and they didn't see all the great things that I'd done for people. They're like, hey, here's some hippie walking around wants to paint our address, and um, uh, and you know there, I met a lot of nice people, but I also got a lot of uh, sand kicked in my face because it was very like door to door kind of thing. Nobody likes door to door salesmen that I know. Um, so I felt very, uh, I felt very downtrodden, but I couldn't figure out how to get back into the, you know, the, the good life that I'd had before. So what was going on in my psyche that was, you know, going with my, with my head? So this time I got the Queen of Swords reversed. And I feel it's the, the, when you take things too far, there's this, um, like the queen can, there's this arrogance about your capabilities and what you were able to do and the way in which you approach it was quite cutting and off-putting to others. So though you thought you deserved much better, that's not, that is, um, uh, let's just say not as gracious as you could have been in that situation to endear them to you. So you're putting on. How did this prevent me? Because that, that wasn't the question. And this is why I like this practice, because I get to bring you right back down to your client is going to go. That's not the question that you're talking about something else. The question the client had, in this case, me, um, and this I'm a harsh taskmaster, taskmaster is what was going on inside my head that was preventing me from making a breakthrough? Because my clients loved me. Um, well, you know, the people, of course they loved me because those were the ones that paid me. <laughs> the other people were like, you know, get off my line, don't give me a flyer. And those people just did not exist. That's just you know, marketing, you know. But what was it in my head that kept me from from snapping out of it and, and getting back into myself and becoming the person that I eventually uh, found my way back home to. And if the Queen of Swords is giving you trouble, try it again. Uh, Lorene, I realize that you're you know relatively early on in your progress, but with all the training that you've had, you should have a general understanding of the card where you can at least um, come up with something plausible to help you you know build a... Um, a pattern of understanding how the position shapes the card in answering the question. It's not just the card and it's not just the card position. It's a blending and a synthesis, but it must apply at all times to the question and to the client because otherwise it's just generic information. And we don't give generic information. We don't give generic readings. As you no, I totally get that. So, 
Hit me again, or pick a new card, but I'm going to stay on you about this for your own good. Ish is just happy it's not hers. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just not seeing how that's not... Um, I'm clearly I'm not... Yeah, clearly I'm not verbalizing it well. That's okay. Um, ish, it is you. Yay! So you've had plenty of time to sit objectively, and this is this is why it's fun to have a study group with a small number of people. Is you get to watch it from an outside perspective, and that way, when uh, as long as you're not first in line, and that way, when it's uh, subjective and it's you, you have a little bit of an extra sense of familiarity. So it makes it not as hard for you to um, to move forward. But same thing, same scenario. And my scenarios tend to be a little bit more detailed. But that's because I want to be a helpful client. I want to give you the information. I'll still make you do the work. But I want to give you the information rather than being somebody who's just sitting here saying, oh, just tell me anything. And also, unlike your other study buddies, I won't let you get away with, with fudging. I won't let you get away with bad study habits because... It will come back and bite you in the ass later on when you're out on stage doing it. You know, when I say on stage, when it's you facing the client or reading for your mom or your friend or somebody else who might be judgmental. So pull a card and uh, tell me all about myself. Tell me how, how screwed up in the head I am, which is totally cool. Okay. Well, um, so the card I got was the moon reversed. And so the immediate reaction was... Uh, the immediate block for you was, of course, you were in a state of confusion and you were not thinking clearly. Uh, but what I think was specifically blocking you was, um, so I realize this is not the traditional interpretation, but it's like instead of looking for the light within, you were kind of looking out. It's like the dog is looking up to the moon as some external source of light. Uh, and something outside will save you, so like another company, an employer, as opposed to, uh, you know, your ingrown talent, um, what you actually have to offer. I like the way you said that this wasn't the, inter the traditional meaning because it implied that there was something in that image that spoke to you, and that's the way the tarot works, is... Traditional meanings are just a way to guide us in the right area. But the more you read, the more you'll find that the pictures really come to life. Sometimes they'll talk to you. Sometimes there'll be a voice in your head that says, oh, oh. Sometimes you'll look at it and there'll just be something about this image or something about a certain part of that image. And you'll open your mouth and words will come out and you'll say, this is weird. But your client is nodding their head and going, wow, that's absolutely correct. Now, with your experience, I want you to say what you did, but try to make it a little bit more concise, a little bit more directed at your client, who happens to be me, and a little bit more down-to-earth and less new-agey. <laughs> okay. Well, you were in a state of confusion, and your primary blockage was that you were looking for an external source of help, uh, so employment with a company or somebody that was not you. Uh, instead of focusing on your own skill set and what you could accomplish by yourself. Does that make sense, Lorraine, how she did that? Yes. Okay. Ish, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
torture you by making you pull another random card and then we're going to pretend that what you said didn't exist and now we're going to see how that other random card would affect the same situation and we're only doing this for practice because this is not predictive that's not the point of practice we don't try to sneak in our little our little wishes and desires uh, what we're doing is we're getting practice as if we're doing it so that when we actually do do it it's not such a system shock it's almost like what again okay fine i'll give you five minutes so one two three go okay uh well so i have the um queen of cups and what it's the problem with the queen of cups um, in this situation is that uh she is again fixated on something that's outside her in this case it's the ornate cup so it's it's the fixation on the external prize as opposed to being introspective um and realizing she can do whatever she wants that's good what i like is you've uh, brought up another good point just by your doing this sometimes when we are practicing and we think, well, this is just practice. These are just random cards. But you're, you're shuffling. Look at that deck here. You shuffle and shuffle and shuffle. And you're, and you're really like shuffling your cards and, and shuffling your question into your cards. And you go, snap. And then you go, oh, wow, ten of wands reversed. And you go, oh, snap, four of swords reversed. And, and you go, wow, both of these are kind of ending cards. I mean, these cards just came up, by the way. Uh, this is a never, another wonderful thing is that as you get more in tune, the gods will give you the right cards in practice, such as they did with Ish, such as they did right here. I had no question, uh, I mean, I had no clue what cards were going to come up, but two cards came up that were synchronistic in the sense that they were both um, ending cards. And they were both reversed. So what I was going to, what I was trying to make that point with Ish was, when you do this properly, you'll often get cards that come from the situation from different angles, but end up at the same point, or they're driving home the same message, even though the phraseology is different. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. All right, Sarah, um, yay. Uh, I'm being selfish. Tell me about me. Okay, um, just one last time. I apologize, but could you confirm the question you asked? I just want to make sure I'm interpreting this properly. Yeah, I was, uh, I was like Trent Reznor. I was like way up in the sky, and I was <laughs> above it, and then uh, a little tiny little dot, and literally <laughs> that was me, tiny little dot, and blam, and I was like, oh man, and so I'm just sucking. I'm like, oh god, I hate my life. I hate my life, and I was trying to create value, but I remembered that. Just a couple of years before, I was like really making big changes in my Star Wars Rising, and I'd written my first book, and 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 so now um, it wasn't the fact that fortunes had changed, that the the winds of you know fortunes or the fates or the gods had abandoned me. It was deep inside there was something wrong with my head that prevented me from pulling my head out of my butt and just going, wow, this situation sucks. I need to manifest my way out of it. So for a number of years, it was almost like I was um, 
not to, not to spoon feed you information, but it was almost like I was uh, wallowing. So uh, the question was using card position three, as in what's the root? What was what was going on in my psyche that that was screwing everything up and keeping me from blossoming or bouncing right back and saying, "Hey, enough of this! You know, you're either going to do it or you don't." So what was that mental block? What was what was at the root of the situation inside my head? Okay, thanks. Um, I think I understand now. I pulled actually a card at the beginning um, when you first explained it, but I lost track of the question. I got Ace of Cups. And so with that explanation you just gave me, I kind of got the feeling once the fountain's been turned on, you're not turning it off. And so I think what the basis is that's going on here is that you have you had all of these emotions coming from different aspects of your psyche that you wanted to bring out into the real world as an expression of who you are in a way that's contributing to the whole. But even though you had this cup in your hand, like I see the, the hand of God holding the cup in the feminine way as if it's an offering, it's like you were trying to offer it to people, but you didn't know how to do it in such a way that people could understand exactly what it was you were trying to convey. Excellent, excellent. And uh, so that's what I got. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense, Lorraine? Yes. Okay. Sarah, I'm going to do it to you also. I know you're new oh, on this, but um, <laughs> um, pull a card. Pretend that this is the only card you pulled, you know, for card position three. You're dealing out the spread, and all the other cards are face down. Like, oh, here's card position three. So... For whatever reason, this is what we're reading first. This is all you have to go on. And what is the card and how does it hit you in this situation? In this situation? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you mean the situation you just explained? I know that sounds really slow, but I just want to make sure I'm correct. The reason why I emphasize... No, I'm going to ask. The reason why I emphasize in this situation is... Oh, okay. okay. Here, I'll pull a card. Uh, emperor reversed. What does that mean? I don't know. You know, I could I could go on about textbook meanings, but it's out of context. Okay, no, I understand. <laughs> so, so every reading you give, um, we have a client, even if that client's yourself or your friend, or you know, whoever, and you have a question. So that is a situation where the card will have a specific meaning, or it will it will spark something in your head which is the way it's supposed to work. The answer is not in the card. The cards are just a tool that God's used to open, you know, pry or, or massage open that gateway, which is your intuition, so that the information can come through you. It's not something you formulate mathematically in your head. Otherwise, computers could give terror, better tarot readings than we can. And we, we know from past experience Computers are crappy tarot readers. Otherwise, we'd all be using them. Trust me, if they worked, word would get out real fast. So, in this situation means, I've told you all about it. You've heard Ish. You've heard Lorraine. Um, so, just pull a new card. And don't tell me what that card means. Tell me, as a client, what that card means based on everything we're working with, please. Okay. I just need a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a card. Um, what I feel like it's trying to say is... Uh, 
there's a need to uh, do you want me to mention the card <laughs> i would appreciate that <laughs> yeah okay sorry uh, <laughs> tree of coins um it's I hear like what we have here is a failure to communicate in my head. I think it's sort of like, <laughs> um, no, it's just sort of uh, like what I see is I got to admit, I'm a little bit nervous. So it's, I can feel it choking off how much I'm getting from this picture, but. Um... See right there, you're learning something already. So even if the message doesn't come to you, part of the, what you're learning from practice is with real experience, you're seeing, wow, if I am choked up or, and by the way, I'm buying you a little time, so you can use that, <laughs> but but I want to explain also and, and comfort you with this, uh, with this fact, is that uh, when you are choked up, uh, it, it really does, it, it's like a hand just squeezing, like, a, like you're squeezing a hose, it's squeezing that intuition or that, that, that valve between you and the divine shut. And that's why, as we've talked in our classes, so important to relax, get your client to relax, but, you know, uh, create a dialogue so that you have a psychic and, and psychological bridge uh, because you want to get to the point in, in your reading uh, as well as, you know, overall in your career, but just definitely in your reading, in each individual reading, you want to get to that point where you're relaxed enough to where you feel confident just opening your mouth and whatever comes out as long as it's guided by logic you know we are we're staying to the point we are working off of the card we are you know these this information is directed at your client it's highly detailed it's meticulous it's not just like you know oh I got fluffy bunnies and, and it must have something to do with bunnies then there's your answer give me fifty dollars so it's okay to be stressed now because now you've met your enemy, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll go with it. But don't get more stressed because you're stressed. Oh, no, I'm calming down now. I'm starting to see more uh, just, you know, just concentrating on relaxed breathing and looking at the picture. Yeah, well, I got a bit more, actually. Um, what I see in the picture is um, I see you as somebody who's trying to explain what you've learned so far the knowledge and wisdom you have to other people um and in this case the two other people holding what i see sort of like as a map or a design or something asking for clarification is the sense that i get so i know that people i i think you you just have like a sense where you do want to teach people but not uh, a bit of what might be blocking you is that not everyone understands or can even appreciate your level of, of, of expertise. And so this is where I got that. We have a failure to communicate that I heard earlier. I feel like that ties in um, because it's even, even earlier in the manifestation class, just the mention of trying to convey your thoughts um, and your feelings and emotions into words. It's, it's really kind of um, like a ham fisted, way of communicating what's inside of you so i do think that that is a blockage that not everyone can understand i don't think everyone gets you man that's that's what i think it is <laughs> so that would be a, a, yeah that would have been what what held me back it's funny because the more you talked the more i got my own vision and again i refuse to ever step into somebody's reading and say 
oh, you're reading your cards wrong. Here's here's what it really means. Because this, you'll hear me say this over and over. Don't go onto the internet, uh, those inter interwebs. Don't go into a forum and ever ask people, hey, I've cast a reading. What does it mean? Because those people weren't there. They, they don't know what was in the inside your head. There's not like a one set meaning for cards where people can go, oh, well, the card means this or that. People can guide you. People can tell you their opinion, but they can't get inside your psyche and your skull and find out what you asked, like what the specific question that you were asking at that time, because that's what the cards answer. Is the gods give you cards to answer that question inside your head, not whatever the client was talking about, because you're the reader. But nonetheless, having said that, I just thought it was fun. Because I thought it was funny because given the situation, I I could have read it. And again, just stealing your thunder here, so I apologize. I could have read it as, "Look, you dumb son of a bitch, you're standing here on your pedestal, going, don't you know who I am?" I was a world-class Beverly Hills psychic. I had written a book. I had thousands of reading arms under my belt. I used to help people. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, hey, um, blah, 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 blah. You painted the wrong address number. <laughs> I mean, you see, like, <laughs> they're not even listening. I'm on my, because, you know, three of coins. I'm up on my pedestal. I'm, I'm psychologically going, yes, look at me, look at me. And they're like... Yeah, um, that's nice. Uh, do you want your ten bucks? You got to paint the right address number. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't pay you for like ooh mystical knowledge. So, just a fun way of looking at it. Now, Lorene, we're gonna come right back one more time. I'm kind of tired of talking about my life, but I'm glad that this scenario allowed me to give each of you a little deeper understanding of. Um, I feel like the wizard. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and you, Mr. Scarecrow, all you need is a diploma. <laughs> and you, well, you're a heartless bastard, but here's a little toy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, um, Lorene, would you try it one more time, please? Yes, I will. Um, so I'd like to go back to the card I originally received, which was the Queen of Swords reversed. Mm -hmm. um, because I had much the same sense uh, that I did the first time of this kind of agitation. So what was going on in your psyche is that things used to come to you very easily. In fact, they found you very easily. And now the world, your world had been turned upside down and you have to go out and seek it. And that does not connect at all with what you believe about yourself. What you said sounded intelligent, erudite. It was it was concrete. It was delivered with conviction. I liked, I liked that a lot. Um, and it didn't sound like made up fluff. I mean, I mean, you know, it passed the sniff test of that was a good, good way to go. Can you pull out a brand new card just because I want to really challenge you and put the screws to you, and see if you can repeat that brilliance in, in you know, in the case that another card showed up. Or we could say, oh, yeah, well, that, and also here's another thing that was holding you back. I mean, however you want to frame it psychologically in your head so that you can give it your best shot. So I get the nine of coins, and I hear, I don't get it. I'm a pretty princess. Look at me. I mean, every, I am a pretty princess. I know. Like every, everybody wants to be me. So what part of this universe are you not getting? And yeah. 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 Hello. It's clear to me. <laughs> so the same, kind of, same confusion. Yeah. 
Love it. <laughs> I just called Dusty a pretty princess. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the reverse king to Queen of Swords now? <laughs> I, I think everybody likes the uh, Nine of Coins. That's that's a hardcore card not to like because it doesn't have all the weight and responsibility of the Ten. And um, it's just kind of like, you know what? I'm doing okay. It's it's a happy little card. And and your problems are really small. It's like, oh, there's a snail in my garden. Oh, boo-hoo. Do you see how tiny the snail is and how big my garden is? I'm doing pretty good. So, yeah, she seems pretty... Uh, I think that was Ellen Terry that was supposed to be... Uh, they say that, that uh, Pam used her as a model for that card. But do you guys have any questions on our little um, exercise here? Thank you to Lorene uh, with the, what do we call it? What did you call it? What's what's going on at CP3? Yeah, what's my CP3? Um, so, Sarah or Ish, did you have any questions on this particular exercise or game or whatever? Um, I just had a slight, uh, just because we were talking about the Nine of Pentacles, uh, the only time I actually remember having it in one of my spreads was actually in a negative position, just because we were talking about how positive the card is. Um, it had come up in a negative position where, you know, the, the female protagonist felt like she was aboard in a gilded cage and stuck. Um, I so, like that. And so every time I see the Nine of Pentacles, I'm very um, cautious, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Well, we remember what we talked about, be careful about patterns thinking and I was with you up until you said every time because you know how I feel about that well yes I mean in a reading of course it can come up in very happy situations but just during exercises it's uh, yeah well remember exercises it's no different than your medical training um, your the attitude that you develop during your study and practice will carry over into your professional experience so, um, if you find this is a good, I, this is a really revelatory episode. I'm so glad you guys are here because there's a lot of, a lot of little things that we can point out that can help people if they're paying attention. If you find, and this this goes for all of you as well as everybody listening, if you find a card that's giving you trouble, or a couple of cards. You know, grab a grab a scratch pad and just jot them down. Don't actually take them out of your deck. But grab a scratch pad and, and jot down the ones that are giving you trouble. And then at some point, I want you to just work with those cards. And really, if you can, work with people like this in a small study group and make sure that the people you're working with um, are, are competent and serious students. You're not just taking people whose uh, opinions are so uneducated that it's going to actually do more damage or cause more uh, questions but I'd like you to work with these cards and force them out of the comfort zone that you have them in uh, for example the nine of coins in a negative light is very good in other words I would probably want you to say how can this card be negative and you know a couple of different scenarios and then how can this card be positive in a couple different scenarios? Kind of to get in there and kind of break up any blocks so that in future times you're not so 
rigid and even if you want to to uh, believe something I don't want mental patterns that you've inadvertently established to make it harder for you to uh, to get the, the clear information does that make sense ish yeah that makes sense can you do that I will definitely work on it man pretty non-committal today <laughs> It's okay. You, you you know how to get a hold of me if you ever have trouble. Sarah, are we cool? Um, I feel like we kind of jumped over you a lot. Um, oh no, no, this is this is great. Um, I really enjoy this. What's my CP three game? It's it's really awesome. I think that's my favorite position in the Celtic Cross. Yeah, we have to thank Jay for that. So thank you, Jay and Lorene. Um, Lorene, do you have any do you have any thoughts on this? Oh, I think it was absolutely phenomenal. And and I appreciate the feedback, and I appreciate you pushing me to go back and kind of relax. And I think a great thing for people to understand is to really be fully present during the whole process, because I can tell you right now the moment that I wasn't present and I, I missed sections is when I lost the connection. Yeah. I have a problem where I, I have a very tiny brain. It's like... I like to think that my processing power is pretty good, like in a computer, but I've got a little tiny RAM chip, and so I've got this super huge hard drive, a, a great connection to the divine. Always information coming in and coming in and coming in. But what, what, what? Literally that. Just just somebody says the wrong thing, or, or uh, the computer breaks down or something, and the connection snaps and I feel like I've gone from totally in the zone and I'm and I'm getting to a point and and something just severs the connection and now I'm floating around with no idea where I was because my brain was not able to contain enough of a reservoir of of information where I could just keep going. So I don't know if I explain that clear enough, but my my point is it is easy to lose the connection and I don't want anyone who loses the connection to ever feel like they're the only one that happens to. Or that if they lose the connection then they feel like I had it and now I feel almost like half of me is gone. Like half of my awareness is gone. I mean I'm here. I can see, touch, taste, feel, but I just feel so mundane all of a sudden so if you ever feel that uh, a you're not the only one and b uh, as i understand it from my you know 39 years of uh, experience and uh, wonderful wonderful people that i've been able to work with throughout the years hundreds and hundreds of the world's best psychics we all we all get this to some extent i may be the problem child i may be the worst one of the bunch uh, I, I don't know, but I, but I hope I am. But does that resonate at all, Lorene? Oh, completely. Completely. Yeah, yeah. I was, th I was thinking as you said that, how can I get a bigger reservoir? <laughs> I know. I mean, can, can oh. I, it's not like I can go down to the Mac store. Like, can you just like shove more? No, we can't. It's a sealed system. you got to get a new unit. I need a new body. I, well, I hope I won't get one for another at least another 10 years <laughs> Sarah I, I want to go back to you and, and just show you how um, 
I love pointing out my own foibles and flaws because if anyone ever sees me as someone with experience and you know, a couple of books under my belt and, and, and whatnot, if anyone ever sees me as some kind of authority or something, for whatever reason, I want them to understand that we all, we all step in the poop. Uh, we all we all trip and oh yeah uh, no yeah. that's that's invariable that's gonna when, and well that way it really cushions the blow because when something happens to somebody else it's like wow that's bad but when it happens to us it it feels more impactful so i believe that you're very good at not becoming stressed because you're stressed but i think it's a very human emotion to be upset be, that we're upset and get upset that we're not handling things the way that we should be handling things because it's really small and then we feel it and we might be right that somebody else is watching us and judging us and now we're we're compounding because it's we're not in the place where we want to be to to be able to handle it and so i don't want that kind of uh compounding to go on when you're feeling stressed uh either reading for someone or uh, on a podcast or in a study group and I think I think you're totally cool with it I think you're okay but uh, if there's anything that I have said that can help you in the future just shrug it and go eh, okay whatever oh well I, I just think that for me it's exposure like the more practice I have then the less stressed I'll get very cool with that I'm gonna let you guys go I thank you so much for hanging out with me uh, did you guys have any last-minute questions I'll be more than happy to help you with no, this is great. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Dusty. Cool. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Easy Tarot Lessons. We teach you how to give awesome readings. Dusty White is the author of the best-selling books, The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever and Advanced Tarot Secrets. If you haven't signed up to get all of our free lessons, Please stop what you're doing and hop on over to EasyTarotLessons.com. Signing up takes all of 30 seconds. Give us your name and email, and we will teach you techniques most readers never learn over a lifetime.